Gaming Uncensored is brought to you by Colonel Duff. Duff, helping a random handicapped guy in the middle of nowhere. Only on Gaming Uncensored. Controlling transmission. Divided by a thousand miles of barren wasteland, two men mysteriously linked by alien technology on a podcasting mission to boldly deliver video game news and views directly to your brain. This is Gaming Uncensored. Now, your gaming uncensored guides, the dynamic duo, the video game gurus, yeah, okay. a man on wheels, and a yeti with a modem, Jamie and Tommy. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. How you doing? My name is Jamie Jordan, and this is a brand new episode of Gaming Uncensored. And it's being hosted by two 12-year-olds that definitely are not men. And, of course, Tommy's sitting over there. What's up, man? Not, not much, dude. Uh, we, will, uh, we will get into that. We've got, we've got lots to talk about this week. Uh, lots of good games. We it's do! A, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, uh, a, an allusion to a game, uh, people. Uh, we'll talk about it just a little bit. So. I, I'm, I'm Trump, <laughs> and I do not give a crap. I really don't. Yeah, we've uh, we've got tons of games to talk about today. So we, we yes. will. We've got news. Let me go ahead and say we've got news. Go by the show notes, gamingunsensored.com, because we're definitely not getting through all the news because we're going to spend a lot of time talking about games today. So that said, a little preview of the news we likely won't get to. <laughs> we've got a bunch of Final Fantasy 16 news. There was a uh, showcase of Final Fantasy 16 a couple weeks ago, and so uh, lots of information that came out uh, about that. We've got a little bit of Nintendo news. We've got a million games that have either been delayed or probably are going to be delayed or may not ever actually happen and we will get into uh some of those if we have some time uh and uh, uh, uh a few other things we'll see probably won't get there but go by the show notes gaming uh to see what we didn't talk about on the show today because that will happen like at at some point before we die we are going back to the two and a half hour format because <laughs> we just don't have enough time. We don't. So when we get your kid into school, yes, and 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 we we get some things spread away, we are going back to a longer format. We have not discussed that. I'm saying that so that it's on tape because uh, because we just don't have time. This there's there's so much to talk about. And there's so much uh, to talk about this week, especially that I almost did not get through it all. Yeah. I I really, I've been sitting around watching you play video games for the vast majority of this week, and I'm not really that upset about it. Yeah. <laughs> It's been a it's been a good week of games. Uh, it's been a, a lot of uh, a lot of games, which has been fun. And so, um, yeah, we've got we've got lots to talk about on the game front. I don't know if you want to jump right in there or, or if there's anything else. I, 
I think we need to say thanks to the Patreon guys. We do need to do sure. that for sure. So uh, yeah. right here at the top. Uh, thank you, Cabbage, Jose, Narc, Duff, Josh, Hector, Spencer, Spider, Kavash, Chad, Zeke, Chris, Brigham, Sam, Andrew, and Leek. Uh, thank you guys for your support. Because of your support, we're playing games. Uh, and you're about to hear about them, which is kind of the goal. Yes. Of this whole symbiotic relationship that we have going on here. So like, yes. it's kind of working, which is good news. Uh, so. If you would like to also support us on Patreon, you can do that. Go by GamingUncensored.com. Click that Become a Patron link uh, there near the top of the page. Uh, in addition to uh, helping us play games and then talk about games, uh, you could also uh, watch the video version of this podcast on Patreon if you so choose to. Uh, it is Again, we don't know why you would, but we, we make that available to you. That We know some people like that. So there you go. You've got I, that option, too, as a Patreon sub, uh, subscriber, as well as some additional content from time to time. Uh, we used to be better about that. We're not as good about it anymore. But we've got E3 coming up in the next couple of months. And so there will definitely be some Patreon uh, content coming soon. And so uh, this is a good time to uh, to sign up and support us over there. So we'd appreciate it. I promise you that uh, before this show ends, uh, the Patreon content will not suck. <laughs> I, I, I can't tell you when it's going to start not sucking. <laughs> I, I really can't, but at some point it won't suck. Yep. We're so not there just, yet. Just, yeah. But we'll get there someday. Uh, and we'll take your money till we get there. So thank you. Yes. Guys. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's a, it's so, a big deal. I, I would, uh, I, I would say, that there needs to be some preface, but I really don't think there needs to be some preface. I, I think we need to start with the thing that we just finished. Yes, for sure. Uh, that 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 I I am interested to hear what you think because yes. I know what I think. Um, and I'm I'm really really surprised. Yeah, we got three games to talk about, so let's talk about God of War first because uh, we've been talking about that for a while. And the good news is, is this is the last show will uh, spend significant time on it probably because we we finished God of War since uh, last we did a show. And so uh, we've seen most of the game. There's obviously content. There's post-game content, which they're really good about and all that kind of stuff, which is great. And so we may go back and tweak some of that stuff, but now we're on to something new and probably won't. So uh. <laughs> this is it for uh, God of War, at least for the time being. So uh, finish God of War. Uh, I So let me give you my, my quick two cents. I want to hear your quick two cents too because we haven't talked yeah. to each other about this. And so I think we'll know what we're kind of land um it, it yeah i mean i'm not gonna blow anybody away here it's a fantastic game i dug it uh the thing that i will say about it is uh and, and i think in a lot of ways especially compared to what i'm gonna call the first one now the previous game in this series the first of the new god of war uh series uh the last game captivated me more from the very beginning because it was more novel, right? Like I played every single God of War game before that. And so it's not like I didn't know what God of War was, but they really like, you know, uh, flipped the whole thing over on its head. So it's a whole new experience of God of War. And so the first game really captivated me from the very beginning. The second game took a little bit to get rolling. Like, the, it did. The the mechanics like were there. Several it was hours. Kind of but it just, yeah, it just wasn't captivating the same way. It was good, but it wasn't captivating, I think is the way that I would describe it. Like, I didn't not want to play it, but it also wasn't like, 
hey, you got to come play me. You got to come play me. By the end of the game, I was completely uh, hooked and had to play. And, yeah. and, and obviously you saw that with how much video content <laughs> happened over the past uh, couple of weeks uh, because it gets really, really good once you get deep into the story and you get deep into the leveling system where you have abilities and all that kind of stuff in combat is really, really fun. The game is captivating narratively and it's super fun to play. And it's just at that point, it's super hard to put down. It took it a while to get there, but once it got there, it's as, as good a gaming experience as, as anything else we've played in, in the past several years. Okay, so we eat a lot of crow on this show, and it's been that way since 2005. <laughs> uh, and, and we made a mistake. Not a mistake, because we, we, didn't, we didn't know. And, and we called Horizon our game of the year. Horizon's really good. Horizon did a lot of things really good. Um, God of War did all of those things better. And and from my perspective, except for maybe the combat, I, I think the Horizon combat was was probably more interesting. But from a story perspective, and from an oh crap, what's gonna happen here kind of a thing, God of War nailed that. Yes. Like, like I'm I'm watching you play this and wishing that we can have a discussion as you're playing this. Because at the end, I had absolutely no idea what was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. No clue. Like, like the, the guy that we talked about several months back that wrote the piece about the AAA games and how they're, they're sort of formulaic and there, there's, a, there's a first, second, and third act and there's a big, you know, big ending and all that. Like Horizon was that it was very clear where you were, and God of, God of War had that too. The difference was that I had absolutely no idea at the end what was going to happen, where they were going to go, who was going to live, who was going to die, and and was there going to be a next title? And because of that, I am ahead. With God of War, I'm putting God of War above Horizon at this point because they did a better job with storytelling, I think. Yes, uh, I I would agree a hundred percent with that. I I uh, narratively, to me, there's really, I mean, there's a comparison to be made, but there's, there's not a, much one. There's a pure winner there. That God yeah. of War was just narratively a much much better game in part because of how it tells a story and this is a, a challenge for uh, uh horizon as it is for any open world game uh there's very few open world games that you're going to tell me are some of the best stories that we've ever had in gaming because it's really hard to tell a story in an open world game you really need a game that has kind of a a story progression with story beats that are tied to certain places that you don't have access to until you do something and characters that you can't just go like happen upon all that kind of stuff that is incredibly difficult to do in an open world game you could do much easier in a game like god of war or a game like the last of us which obviously narratively is brilliant and we're seeing that play out in a tv show now and everything else and it's yes. just a, a very different challenge 
That said, Horizon botched the ending, right? Like that's the yep. I think you and I both agree that 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 the ending of Horizon was just tons of missed opportunity. The game yep. is phenomenal. The ending leaves you pretty uh, uh, disappointed. Bombed. Yes. Yeah. Um, God of War uh, is is kind of the opposite in that it started slow, but man, the ending was great. Like I thought it it wrapped up really, really well. That last act, we'll say, since you use that term, that's a good way to look at it. The kind of last act of that game is just phenomenal. Like it's it's captivating. It's it's the part we're gonna get spoilery here. So for anybody who hasn't finished the game yet, um, I, I'm I'm giving you that warning right now. That I'm about to spoil uh, some of the ending, all the ending. I got a war. Who cares? We're the last people to get through it. So <laughs> anybody that hasn't got through it yet, you've been forewarned. Uh, but yeah. the fact that the character that dies is Brock was brilliant. Like <laughs> in that, like Brock and Sindri, like the whole time are, are key characters through both games and, and are fascinating, but they're also the comic relief, right? Like that's so much of what their purpose is. Like they have this funny relationship. They're both these like over the top characters and whatever. And so you never quite early. Let, let me say, I never quite, I won't project on anybody else, but I never quite like, took them seriously as like important characters in the narrative as much as like, these are the guys that are keeping it, you know, fun and lighthearted. Like I, even in this game where like you go on like missions with Sentry with, uh, and Brock, like you get to have both of them as kind of your companion at different points in the game. And they're like just funny, entertaining characters. And then at the end, like it's the most heartbreaking thing that one of them dies really again, because he was already dead, but not really. It was just a whole mess of that, but <laughs> he dies for real this time, apparently. And Sindri is just destroyed. Like you take this character that's been like the comic relief of the whole thing. And at the end of the game, he just hates your guts. You know, <laughs> that is like, right. dude, this is like, that is not how I saw this game. Like rapping, you know, like those were not the characters that I saw being like the emotional, like, uh, 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 catalyst They're to to wrapping this game up, and it's brilliant because of that. Because it's not Freya, it's not Kratos, it's not you know like it's uh, Freya that's the sacrificial lamb, and it, it's you know like it just like it was a brilliant use of characters in a way that was surprising and yet super powerful, and I I really dug that. They, you know what they were? That they were they were extras. Mm-hmm. They they were they were Eddie they were Eddie Murphy in a non Eddie Murphy movie like you know one of those movies yeah. that's not an Eddie Murphy movie but yeah. like you're watching a movie and you're like crap that's Eddie Murphy yeah. and then and then he does and you go oh crap I didn't expect that right um like like that's what they were <laughs> and and then when and then when that when that happens, that's the thing. I'm gonna totally ruin this because yeah. the twist I did not see at all. Like I didn't twist. either. It was great. No, not at all. <laughs> like we've been doing this for forty years. I didn't see that twist. Yeah, they had me hook, line, and sinker. Like I, I like gasped audibly you know like when it <laughs> happened that just like yeah it was brilliant and i just it, it's very rare to be surprised by a game like that at this point even with the like you know 
I'm also not trying to piece it out. Like I'm kind of just enjoying the story. I'm going along for the ride. I'm not like dissecting it in my head, which makes it all that much more fun when you get the big twist, you know, right. <laughs> it's just, yeah. It's I, I, the, the thing that is mind bending to me and you used a good word when you were talking about the last of us TV show last time we did this show. You used the word telegraph when talking about when uh, the infected were going to show up and all that. There's lots of telegraphing going on in all media everywhere. If you pay attention, you can sort of know what's going to happen in a given whatever it is, whether it's a movie or a TV show or whatever. There's lots of telegraphing that happens. There was none of that here. None of it. Like, I'm I'm going back thinking, like, is there any way that I could have realized that that was... (laughs) And no, there's not. Like, you don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's it was... And we're not telling you, because if you haven't played it, it'll blow your mind yeah we'll leave the one big twist uh uh out there but if you've you've played it you know that that but uh what that is i will say this again is spoilery towards the end of the game there is one disappointment i have with the ending not massive but at least enough i want to uh touch on it because i think it's significant enough in god of war to mention this there's essentially two final boss battles right you have the final boss battle with thor and then you have the final boss battle with odin and uh right neither of them was that great like just to be honest like they were fine they were like mid-game boss battles that they weren't the epicness that the final kind of confrontations in that game should be and i understand a little bit kind of what they were going for in that it's been this like really personal story and so they don't want like these massive boss fights that god of war especially prior to the latest iteration of god of war was really known for but even still have popped up in this iteration of god of war with some of these big giant uh enemies that you what, fight what are not not the gladiator what's the name of the the, the guys in the gravestones the berserkers uh, the berserkers yes. that's right those see, are see see you the, the, the berserkers wiped the floor with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've I, I like you've been playing games for a long time. You got destroyed by every one of them at least once. Yeah. Okay. That's a God of War boss battle. And when you get to the end, I'm thinking, okay, here comes uh here comes one of those. And the thing was, I'm sitting there watching you going. Holy crap, like he's beating the dog out of these two. Yeah, it's not even close. It wasn't even close. Yeah, neither one of them was a competitive fight, right? Like they were both, and that's, you know, like not completely maxed out at that point, but pretty well maxed out. You know, we've we've got upgraded gear that's almost maxed out. We've got all the abilities unlocked, all that kind of stuff. And so you should have, you know, a good fight with that but like it should scale appropriately to that too knowing that at yeah. end game you're going to be ready for this and to have more that happens there than it did and and i think it was they leaned more on the story element of wanting to make it personal 
about, you know, like the fight with Thor. And that was like this dad versus dad thing. And, and the kind of complexities of that and how that wraps up with Thor at the end of that fight. And then the fight with Odin is like, Odin has been like this competitive father figure to Atreus at different times in the game. And like, you know, like whatever. And even at the end of that fight where there's like this option, you know, like where Kratos is like, leaving it up to Freya what Odin's fate is going to be essentially until Sentry right. pops up or whatever. But like that, that that's what they were trying to tell. That's the narrative that they wanted to tell. And that would have been a really hard narrative to tell in like an epic fight, but it just as a gameplay mechanism left me wanting more story-wise is brilliant. I don't know how you kind of oh, bridge that fantastic. gap between the two, but it just needed some epic fight that happened in that kind of last sequence when like Ragnarok is coming and the, the whole world is falling apart and all the realms are like fighting against each other and the whole thing and your part of it just kind of feels like eh, you know <laughs> like it just yeah it just that was the part that I was disappointed in that that the payoff in the gameplay didn't show up more narratively I, though brilliant just what the best narrative experiences in a while and I was gonna say, I'm, I'm I'm glad that you mentioned it earlier. There's more content, and I don't know how I'm going to get you to go back to it. <laughs> but like, but like, there's pieces of Asgard all over the yep. place. There, there's, 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 there's various things that 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 you didn't do. That there's that. Uh, you go to a tavern. Apparently, there's a memorial for Sindri somewhere. I did do that uh, I one mean, for Brock. Yeah, you did do that. Yeah. I, I apparently missed that. Yeah, so. that one's on there because that's kind of like the true ending of the game. Like you get the real credit roll after that little memorial thing for Brock. So that okay, was the one so piece I, I did go back and do. I gotta go find that because I haven't. There's a big uh, little bit with Sindri with that too because Sindri shows back up uh, in that, which is. Good. It's you know, like yeah, it's, so, it. It doesn't add any finality to the game. It actually opens up a lot more questions. But it's good to have that little bit of story in there too, because there is a bit more important stuff that happens. But I just want to go back and fight berserkers because that's honestly the yeah. most fun part of the game. Like that was the most enjoyable gameplay thing. That was the equivalent of you know fighting the you know I forget all the dinosaur names in Horizon at this point but the giant you know like the uh woolly mammoth dinosaur and the right. uh, T-Rex dinosaur whatever their names are in uh in Horizon like the berserkers in God of War are like those kind of fights you know that they're uh tactical that they're difficult that they're long that they're really fun and that they're not like uh, Elden Ring for me where it just is like bruising and defeating the whole time like I felt like that one berserker that I, I fought it 20 times at least you know it was like you two did, levels yeah. ahead it was like I should have come back to it later but I was just so intent in that moment of like I'm gonna beat this dude and I did and it was great and, and it took a while to get there and it was like I spent like one day of gameplay you know my hour or two or whatever of gameplay just fighting this one berserker until I got it and it was so rewarding to get it and that's the kind of gameplay element that like they executed really well and and it's he, you know more our speed it's kind of what we are looking for more than what a souls like is or something you you died so many times. I'm not ashamed of this. You died so many times that I had to scroll. 
Like, yeah. like, <laughs> I, like I, I had to scroll. And so I'm like, I'm not watching three hours of this. <laughs> right, I, I had to scroll. I, I, I blame because, you not at all for that because I'm sure yeah. that's not at all compelling. But it was fun. You know, it's fun to play. And that's what, to me, like, makes the gameplay of God of War work so well. And and it just, yeah, they they they, they executed well. They did. And the the last thing that I want to talk about is the way, because they ended the game the way that they did, that entire universe is open. The the universe is open for there to be another Kratos game. The universe is open for Atreus to have his own game. Like, they purposely did that uh, for, for Kratos and Atreus to kind of do their own thing. And, like, it's just so open that they can do whatever they want to with it. And on top of all of that, they told, you know, one of the best stories, like you said, in the last 15 years or so. Like, that's insane. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea where God of War is going, but wherever it goes, it's going to be good. Yes. I I agree with that. I've mentioned several times playing through this uh, God of War, how much I enjoyed playing as Atreus, like surprisingly so, because God of War is Kratos. Like that's, you know, he's been the character. And this really felt like a, at least somewhat of a passing the baton to, to Atreus to at least be able to, to build a game around him that would be compelling and interesting. And I'm, I'm like his search for the giants. Like, I want to know what that is. If it's DLC for this game or whatever, like, I don't know where they're going with that story, but like, I'm into it, you know, like, I want to know that's a, that's a really compelling part of this universe that, that they just kind of said, by Atreus as he walked around the corner, you know, <laughs> like yeah. we need to have a camera that follows him around that corner and sees where he goes and, and all that. And so it, it, they definitely left it open to do that. I'm curious if they will, and if they do in what format that'll be. I, I hope to see more Kratos because he's getting old and getting tired, <laughs> but, but he's not, he's not done yet. And I have this, Because he said several times, what I want to see is that Atreus game that you're talking about where Atreus comes back to help him with something and and you see Atreus in his full form because Kratos said several times, like, you're ready, you're capable. In the last 10 hours of the game, he said, you're ready to do whatever. And so it's it's kind of a Peter Parker, Miles Morales kind of a thing. Like, I'm, I'm not going to be, uh, I'm not going to feel bad if if they do another Kratos game and it has something to do with, uh, with Atreus' journey because by the end of it, I think Atreus is probably going to be as big a deal as Kratos is slash was as far as abilities and all of that jazz. Like, yeah, he's not underpowered at all. Right. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I, I really would. I'd like to see more both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would too. Uh, and, it, and again. it's just, 
It's so well done. Hats off to Sony Santa Monica uh, for for executing another great game. It's not surprising, but man, it really pays off. If you're like us and and the beginning of that game, you're like, hey, this is pretty good, but uh, it's not it's not compelling me to come back to it. Stick with it because it'll get you there. Uh, yeah. It's just phenomenal. So that said, uh, since then, <laughs> we've also started uh, a couple other games. Uh, and so we'll mention those. Uh, one, Briefly, there's not a ton to talk about it, but at least no. worth mentioning because it's brilliant. It's just not a ton to talk about with it. Uh, that's the Metroid Prime remake. Uh, officially started that uh, on uh, the Switch. Uh, it is Metroid Prime, which is, again, uh, an all-time great game. Like, if you've not played yes. Metroid Prime, um, it is a worthy game to play. It's also a game that's 20 years old or so. Like, it's yep. it's old it's more than 20 years old it came out november 18th 2002 so it's over 20 years old and it shows like it just is yeah it's a remake insofar as that they've retextured it they've made it prettier they added modern controls but the world is the same size the enemies are the same and all that kind of stuff and so if you're not into the metroid world if you didn't play it before it may not captivate you now because it is a game with 20 year old sensibilities and so it's just and it's metroid which is minimalist by definition and so it is beautiful, and for me, I adore it because I love that game, and more so, I just love the Metroid universe, and we've talked about that a ton. Um, but there's just honestly not a lot to talk about with it. <laughs> Other than okay, it's great. So, they did a good job. But So if you haven't played it, I'm going to say you're going to have a hard time going to it because I remember from the first game, I have my GameCube in this house and and one of the games that I own is Metroid Prime. And I had forgotten exactly how much scanning there was. Yes. And and it it's like even though they redid it, even though they retextured it, like you're scanning something every 30 seconds. Yes. And it's tedious. It is very it's, tedious. It's extremely tedious. And like like, and the thing that frustrates me is, like, I've seen you play, like, two hours of this thing, and and where you started told me all I needed to know about how much of this we were going to play, because you 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 started on casual mode, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah, we're, this is not something we're going to go all the way through, because... We don't do anything in casual mode unless we want to just look at it. Yeah, and and uh, and, and so yeah, I'll, I'll my, freely admit I'm not coming to Metroid Prime looking for a challenge, uh, right? <laughs> like it just right. it's, it's nostalgia at its purest, you know. Like it is literally a game from uh, not my childhood per se, because I was in college at the point when uh, this game came out initially, Um, but at at a point where um, like games were a big deal to me and I I had a great time with that game when it came out. And so it is nostalgic to me in that fact, but it's not something I need a challenge for. Now, if this were Metroid Prime 4, wouldn't put it on casual, right? Like that's going to be the experience that I want that to be the true experience that I have it. This one, I just want to run through that game relatively quickly. I don't want to spend a ton of time with it. And it's not a long game. That's the great thing about it too. Again, it's 20 years old. And so it's like a 10 hour game. You know, it's not something that's going to just put a huge dent in, in the world. But it's also, 
And I knew it from the very beginning, not a game that I'm just going to dedicate all the time to. Like, this is a game nope. I'm going to pick up and play for an hour or two here or there when I have, you know, a little bit of time. But the other game we're about to talk about is the game that I'm going to be putting time into and that we really yeah. care about and want to see more because it is not minimalist at all. It is a modern game and it's maximalist kind of version and all that. Uh, and so unless you have anything else to say on Metroid, we'll transition to the other I, game. Just one more thing. I wish they had... At, at, I wish they had worked on the audio. Uh, yeah, because the the audio for the remake is not it's not great. It's not it's great. Not, I also had some it, issues with audio sync because that's one yes, thing that's annoying about yes. the Switch is that it doesn't stream from the console, and so we have to use a capture card for it. And just I'm streaming via OBS, and and there was some weirdness with a Bluetooth headset was creating audio sync issues for reasons I don't even know why. But once I disconnected that, it fixed it all. Whatever. But it was annoying that there was you know like the the you know blaster shots were like three seconds behind. <laughs> it was yeah. just obnoxious. I'm like. I, but the sound, like the music's great because Metroid music is great and there's something nostalgic about the music. The rest of the sound sounds like it's 20 years old. Like the visuals look great. The sound yes. just doesn't meet like modern sound sensibilities the way that the visuals are are feeling more updated, like they feel dated. And I do wish that was better. I wish they would have voiced stuff. Uh, like all yeah. the scanning things, like having a computer voice that reads through all the scanning stuff would be great. And, and see, I, that's one thing I don't understand. I know it's possible because every time that you find something new, it goes, new log entry. And I'm like, why can't you read yes. all of that? Why is that? Why, why? She needs, Samus needs a Jarvis in that suit. Yes. Like, I, 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 it, it's so, yeah. Yes. I mean, just. <laughs> Just do it. How hard is that? Yeah, it is. It is both brilliant and it's frustrating in those things that like is so Nintendo that they just obviously didn't care to do because they, they're Nintendo and that's what they do. And so it is. Yeah, I'm going to play it. I love it. I, I adore the yeah. game. It's just such and, a phenomenal game. I want to watch it. But, I'm, I'm not saying I don't want to watch it. I'm, I want to watch it because it's, it's great. But you're probably not going to hear us talk yeah. about it much more because uh, it's right. It is what it is. So that's yeah. it. That said, let's talk about Hogwarts Legacy because it's the other thing that we fired up. And this one is already captivating to me. I am so into this world. I just love it so much. We're, and that's why I said we're children. Yes. Because, because I just, and I posted on Facebook, there's not many games that I buy because we've already bought. And so if you're playing it, I usually don't go buy a copy after watching two hours of this i'm like i have to have this just to like walk through it and and see things and and like i i finished up with the last video like an hour ago and i have to tell you before you go back before you leave hogsmeade there's a page floating on the side of the bridge that you need to go grab because <laughs> you missed it fair enough um um Look, here's the thing. Um, this Hogwarts Legacy is an interactive Harry Potter movie, and 
I know that it's gonna fail me in some way. <laughs> yes. Like, like I, I know, like first of all, let me just say, for this to be a Warner Brothers game, the voice acting is not great. Um, it's just not, and I can get by that because I think that the entire greatness of this game is going to hinge around the set pieces. Yes. And where you are and what you're doing and that kind of thing. And, and the way that they did the set pieces is just free. It's, it's, it's great. Yes. I, I, we will say that we are both potterheads. We both read all the books. I have not seen the movies because I refuse. I'm I'm gonna go watch. <laughs> I'm them trying at to some convince point. you because they're good. I I I I, I, I will at some point. But but I love that universe. Yes. And and I live I've grown up my entire life essentially in a very, very Christian environment. And and the reason I say that is that where we grew up, stuff like Harry Potter is kind of frowned upon. Yeah. And so I didn't read the books until I was 20. Yep. Something years old. Not that my parents cared. I think my mom would have loved them. But it wasn't something... That like either of our parents, well, maybe your mom, because your mom's cool. Yes. Um, yeah, but, my but mom like, is a different thing, but it, it <laughs> the wasn't, other culture it, around us, for sure. Yeah, it wasn't something that you like ran out and got each of the books when when we were kids. And, and so we came to it later, and all of this is going to be the, the reason that we love this as much as we do, I don't think that we'll be, either one of us will be able to tell you whether or not it's a good game or whether or not it's technically okay because our viewing of it is so colored by the fact that we love this world. Yeah. Like it's like a Lord of the Rings game. Yes. Okay. If you if you're a huge Lord of the Rings guy, you're gonna pretty much like whatever Lord of the Rings thing is out there. And I'm afraid that's what this is gonna be. But that's to me that's the key right there. What what you just said is that that's not true because there's a billion Lord of the Rings Rings games and most of them suck. Right? right, like there's so many trash Lord of the Rings games out there, and a couple of good ones. The Shadow of Mordor games, pretty good. Right. Those are fun. Most of Lord of the Rings stuff sucks, and that was the thing that I was worried about with Harry. I know both of us were worried about when we first heard about Hogwarts Legacy when they first announced it. Both of us were super skeptical because there's other Harry Potter games that exist. There's licensed games based off of the movies that exist, and they're trash. Um, but like. There is the potential if you can capture the feel of that universe, both in the the setting. And so obviously with Hogwarts, and that's such a big deal. You 
can't screw that up. If you screw that up, you're done. And so far, they've done a marvelous job with that. But also, let me finish just really quick. But also with just the kind of like wizarding world that is Harry Potter of that sense of like being enveloped in this kind of magical world that is like great on the page, but challenging in in an interactive environment. So far, right. we're only a couple hours into the game, you know, but so far they have delivered on both of those things. And so as soon as you get those, like the fan service part of like, I love this world just clicks. And it's just like, yes, I'm in Hogwarts, you know, like, yes, this totally makes sense. I totally buy in. And at that point, you've got so much like freedom <laughs> to do kind of what you want with it because you've got us hook, line and sinker. But you have to pay attention to the the details. And that's what I'm so afraid Mm -hmm. of because one or two very small missteps and you're done. Like one one of the things that had me grinning like an idiot (laughs) is that there are pictures everywhere. And when you walk by them, they move. (laughs) Some of them talk to you. Just like the bugs. It's the most amazing thing. But if you miss that, and I'm I'm thinking about God, Guardians of the Galaxy here. We talked about Guardians of the Galaxy forever because it was great for 80% of the game. And then 20% of the game, the last 20%, they just got tired. Yes. That this is gonna have that same problem. Like, like how long can they hold this together? Because if those little details aren't there then it's over yes for sure and that is the the kind of balancing act but because they established from the beginning such a strong foothold with it it does give them more leverage than than you would if you didn't like jump into that world and were immediately uh uh, captivated by it and if you're not like a harry potter person like i i could see how it may not be what gets you into that that world um, but if, if like, this is with us, we read the books, uh, in, in our twenties, I read all the books in my twenties too. You know, like that's when we got to the books, <laughs> watch the movies. I am now rewatching the movies with my daughter, you know, like we're, yes. we're like, it's still, this is a world that we care about. And this game like fits squarely into it. Like it's familiar enough. What they also did that's so critically important. And this is where the good Lord of the Rings games got it right too. Is that they're not trying to tell you a story you already know. And that is, I think, such the issue with so many like attempts to do these kinds of games, a Lord of the Rings game, a Matrix game, you know, Harry Potter, whatever these beloved franchises that we grew up with. When you try to retell the story that we already know as a video game, like it just never works. The fact that this takes place like 70 years before Harry Potter or something like that, I don't know. It's like the late 1800s that this game is taking place, that it's familiar. But it's not the world you know. You you see Professor Weasley. That's <clears throat> yeah. one of the main characters. And so you're like, Weasley. I know Weasley. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> I got something in my throat. My voice just died. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what happened. I'm just squeaky all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, right. But that you know names, that you, you're familiar with this world enough that you're like, oh, yeah, I'm connecting some dots here. But everything else is different and new. And the fact, like, this, uh, you know, Natty, this character that you meet early on is talking about another wizarding school in Uganda. I'm like, 
that's awesome. I want to go visit, you know, <laughs> like when yeah. she's explaining, like it's built into the side of a mountain. I'm like, let's make that the next game, you know, like let's go there and have a game at Wagadu or whatever. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> I want every bit of this. Give me more. And the, the, the thing, and it's happening, it's, it's gonna, I'll just warn you, the more that you play, it's gonna happen because when the, like the second person you meet is Professor Weasley, I'm like, okay, <laughs> is that Ron's mom? Like, she's too old to be Ron's mom. I read all the books, like, <laughs> no, it can't be Ron's mom. Who is that? It yeah. can't be his sister. Like, I, like I, it's same thing with uh with Headmaster Black. I'm like, okay, how's he related to Sirius? And like, you your mind starts going, and that is why the details are so important. Yes, and it's gonna be so hard for this game because they have they have to get the details all the way through. Yes, because one mistake and you're done. But so far, they've and, killed it, and and that's that's given me a lot of hope for where this where this game is going. And it's a narrative driven open world single player experience where you could do things a whole lot easier, uh, which is you know yes. like everybody's trying to make games that aren't that it feels like, and those are the games that that seem to land well. And so, one one more thing, yeah, one one more because you you've been through two quote unquote classes. Yes, uh, and, uh, and 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 I was really surprised. The first thing that you did was moving a ball to the edge of a platform <laughs> with Natty, this person that that has taken you to Hogsmeade. I was like, okay, he's gonna figure this out. He's he's gonna nail this, and and like you did, like it, it didn't work out. And I was like, okay, that I'm kind of surprised. Um, I have no idea because the whole game is premised on the fact that you're a fifth year, right? Right. And so there's there's got to be more classes. There's got to be a Snape in there somewhere. There's got to be, like, there's, I, I don't know how they're going to do that because the classes are the hardest part of the thing. Like there are other students there and there's obviously discussion going on and they're talking about different things, but really once you get done with whatever you need to get done, uh, class is over. Like class dismiss, go do whatever it is that you want to do. Um, and I really don't know how they're going to do the rest of that yeah. because you can't take it out of Hogwarts too fast because it's about this person being a fifth year and having to catch up. Yeah. And so I don't know how they're going to do that. I don't either. I'm, I'm interested in that, but I will say one of the things I really like about it 
has been the pacing so far in in how it's so intentional to show you so much of the world early on that it's the beginning of the game is not at Hogwarts. It's on your way to Hogwarts and this whole thing happens. So you get to Gringotts before you ever get to Hogwarts, which was fascinating. You right. see more of Gringotts than you see uh, in, in a lot of the book stuff. And so already you're getting a little bit of a new experience. And then when you get to Hogwarts, you get the Hogwarts experience immediately. And then it's like, hey, let's go to Hogsmeade and let's walk there and show you all these places that you know, the which, Forbidden Forest which, and the lake. And all, like, it just, again, it just is like, saturating you in this world that like you're like oh yeah i know that place but i never knew it was like here and the view from hogwarts from here looked like that and whatever it is it just yeah well that that's the other thing i was going to bring up when you left when you walked out of hogwarts and and it loaded and and you're outside i thought crap did it fast travel (laughs) <laughs> I, I bet they fast traveled. I bet they just went to the next set piece. Mm-hmm. And I was going to be so disappointed in that mm-hmm. because I thought it was going to be like, yeah, now no, you're in Hogsmeade. They did it so perfectly because you're walking around talking to this girl, picking up supplies for potions as you go. Yeah. Which, which is the coolest thing. <laughs> and then like, I, it's just so well done. And and one thing that I think that a lot of people are going to struggle with, and I was hoping that you didn't do and you didn't, is to fast travel everywhere. Right. Because I think even getting out of Hogsmeade and going back, you're going to want to walk just to see what's there. And and just to see, like it's it's kind of like and it's a very much smaller scale. So don't throw anything at the screen when I say what I'm about <laughs> to say. But it, it's kind of like playing Skyrim. Like I can fast travel in Skyrim, and yeah. if I'm doing something in Skyrim and I'm just trying to get it over with, I will. But but for the most part. I'm going to walk everywhere in Skyrim because you never know what's going to happen. This is very similar. Exactly. Uh, I I 100% agree. I'm going to use the fast travel at some point and probably near the end of the game, probably use it a lot more because you've kind of done the things at that point. But I have no interest in it right now. You know, like I want to find all the flus, you know, so I could unlock them. So I'll have them. But I'm I'm not interested in using a single one at this point. Can one one thing I got to ask you? Uh, because I talked about the UI with God of War and how easy it was to see everything. The UI with Hogwarts is awful. <laughs> like, it's so small. Yeah. I can't read it. I don't... Do you have this? I mean, you have a pair of glasses on. You're sitting right in front of the screen. Yeah. Does it seem small to you? I, I don't have any problems reading it, but it's not great. It's cluttered. It, there's yeah. a lot of stuff going on. Like it's yeah. It 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 is. One. I'll say that there, there's a couple of things where like God of War feels so modern to me in in video game making. Just how it plays, how it feels. 
the UI is a big part of that. The other thing I'll say is the cinematics are a big part of that. And both of those things comparatively to Hogwarts legacy just aren't on the same level at all. Uh, the, the UI is just clunky and in a way that games have been for 20 years, 15 years, you know, like it's not crazy, but it's just not innovative in any way. And the way that they do cinematics after playing God of war specifically, because God of war is so good at, because God of War uses kind of the single camera shot kind of thing so much of the time where it follows the action and it keeps you involved. And, and uh, Hogwarts Legacy, like many other games that do their cinematics this way, has more of this like multi-angle camera thing that feels like a, a movie. It feels, you know, quote unquote yeah. cinematic in that it feels like watching a movie. But in a video game, it feels kind of stale because you take like action pieces and you go, okay, we are pausing playing a game and now we are watching a video sequence and then you will know when the cut happens that you're back to playing a game where something like god of war does all that really seamlessly and you always feel engaged in it it's just it's not a big thing it's just a different way of telling a story at it after playing something that is much more modern in its approach to to telling that story it it feels dated not bad but dated one thing that I, I would like for you to do the next time you fire it up is just go through the options and see what's what's available because I'm I'm listening to it on my on my five point one system in the living room and I've been telling you for several months that 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 system is better than I expected dependent upon what you put through it. Sure. And one thing that they did with Hogwarts, I, I can tell it's very obviously positional audio and, and it's, it's very well done. And the only issue that I see is in some of the, in some of the cutscenes, uh, the dialogue kind of gets drowned out with what's, with yes. what's going on in the cutscenes. I think some of that may be tweakable. I don't know. Um, but, but I, I would really like to get it and just dig through the settings and see what they did. Cause it's very obvious that they tried to make an interactive movie. Like I, that's what I was kind of surprised with that I didn't hear in God of War the first two minutes of, of Hogwarts. I'm like, holy crap, you got audio over here, you got audio back yeah. here, you got like it's it's very clear. And yeah. and I I dig that. Yeah, it's it's a very extreme version of it, which at times also means things get lost. Uh if you're yes. gonna have positional audio, you're gonna have an issue where things get lost in it. You like you you can't have it both ways. You can't have everything sound like it's directly in front of you and clear. And also at positional, you know, like you, you, you right. trade off in those worlds. And so it's just two kind of extremes in that God of War was very much like we're putting everything right in front of you and Hogwarts let it see is we're putting you right in the middle of it. It's to the point that sometimes like the player character voice sounds weird to me. And I'm like, that's yeah. like filtery. Like it just, the audio on it is a little bit flaky because of how much they lean on the positional audio thing. Not that yeah. that's not fun. It's super fun. I love it. I, yeah. I take the positional audio a ton. It's great fun, but it, it does come with its drawbacks too. So yep. we'll be talking about Hogwarts Legacy uh, a ton more. So uh, be prepared for that. That's going to be a big theme on the next several shows. Yep. Quickly, because we're already almost out of time, like we told you we would be. 
Uh, a few things from uh, the news from this week. Uh, Final Fantasy 16, I want to mention just because uh, you and I, obviously, uh, especially from our youths, uh, but even, you know, uh, modern day want to be Final Fantasy fans and, and loved Final Fantasy 7 remake uh, a ton and, and it, whatever, so on and so forth. Final Fantasy 16 coming this summer, big deal. So people got hands on with it. There was a, a kind of preview that was done in New York a couple of weeks back. And so there's a lot of uh, hands on stuff. Uh, this is from Polygon. I, I found their kind of uh, take on it the most interesting, at least how they framed it and, and how right. they frame it is. Final Fantasy 16 is a fascinating mix of Devil May Cry and Game of Thrones, <laughs> which I thought was ah. like, I love Devil May Cry and I loved it, Game of Thrones. And like, I can see that being a really compelling game. It's not Final Fantasy, but Final Fantasy hasn't been Final no. Fantasy in the way that you and I describe Final Fantasy for 15 years anyway. And so like, I am really trying to come to this game, like totally like open-minded and not trying to compare it to final fantasy six, final fantasy seven, final fantasy 10, some of my favorite games of all time. And just yeah. taking it as devil may cry meets game of Thrones and hoping that it's fun. But apparently it's heavily single character based. Like you have companions that fight alongside you. It sounds like it'll be very similar to God of war where you may be able to give them some commands, but you're not doing anything turn-based. Yeah. Everything is action oriented. Uh, the companions are there or not there, but mostly uh, autonomous from you that there are, this is the one thing that I've seen in a couple different places that they talk about. There are some specific items that are called like something of timeliness or something like that, that will slow down time in order to give you like windows of time to like dodge or to do combos or that kind of stuff. And so that's kind of the, turn based, like uh, uh, olive branch that they're trying to throw out there, which, eh, whatever. But also, everybody's saying it's really fun. And so, like, if I can get past the point that the the title on it is Final Fantasy, it might be an enjoyable experience. But it it it's definitely not going to be Final Fantasy the way that you and I grew up with Final Fantasy. You and I have to remember that the point of those games has always been, from the time that we grew up even, has always been that each one of them is different. Mm -hmm. And so, like, when I was reading the story that you're talking about, and on the headline it actually says pure action, and I I sort of cringed a little bit, because I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. like, that, 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 this is supposed to be an RPG. But, but the entire point with Final Fantasy is that every one of them is a completely different, thing you know yep and so i'm with you like i i gotta i'm just gonna have to like suck it up and 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 see what i think yeah because it has been different for since final fantasy 10 i can tell you exactly what it changed <laughs> yeah. like the the last the last one that we know that plays the way that we grew up is 10 too. Yep. Um, so yeah, it, it is what it is. It's been a franchise that's been living that way for again, 15 plus. I mean, Final Fantasy 10 was 20 years ago. Uh, cause that was when I was in college. <laughs> like, uh, I remember yeah. very clearly, like it's, it's very much, you know, like it, that's where we're at at this point. So, uh, unless you're worried though, that it's just going to all be action and no story. There's, uh, at least 11 hours of cinematics in it, <laughs> which is just, <laughs> that's, a <lot. laughs> that's a lot of. <laughs> like, we'll see that, how they pull that's, it off. That's Kojima level stuff there. That's, yes. Uh, 
I, I have one yeah. more game. I forgot. I have to mention that I played and 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 finished not a game, uh, an add-on to a game. Uh, that it, because we're talking about Final Fantasy, it's Final Fantasy related. Uh, I I downloaded the uh, Midgar uh, DLC for Power Wash Simulator, and it was phenomenal. <laughs> what? <laughs> they have a Final what? Fantasy Seven tie-in with a Power Wash Simulator of all things. That like you clean like the first thing you clean is the first big boss fight of, of Final Fantasy Seven. I forget what that thing's called. Uh, or first thing you clean is just like a bike and like one of the like little worker trucks, and you clean off that thing. And then there's like a, a model of Midgar that you get to clean, like this whole like scale model of Midgar, which is super fun. It's just brilliant. I, I feel like I feel like whoever built Power War Simulator was was doing a whole lot of weed the entire time. But it's so gratifying. I just I couldn't put it down. I I you know it, it was like four or five new levels of it or whatever, you know, new jobs in Power Quest Simulator that are all fun. One of them, the best one, is you clean Seventh Heaven. Like, uh, you, you oh, just, wow. like, clean Seventh Heaven with, like, the pinball machine elevator thing. There's The Buster Sword is propped up against the bar. Uh, Barrett's gun is sitting on one of the tables. Like, it's just, like, wow. it's just brilliant. It's just fantastic. So, uh, <laughs> That's nuts. Uh, we mentioned Metroid earlier. I'll mention this really quick. Uh, Metroid Fusion, the Game Boy Advance title, is coming to the Switch expansion pack. Of course, now it has uh, Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games on it. Metroid Fusion, if you've not played Metroid Fusion, uh, is a really, really great 2D side-scrolling Metroid uh, game. If if that's you know if you like those games, if you're into Metroidvania stuff and haven't played metroid or even if you have just want to go back and revisit it uh metroid fusion i all of the side scrolling metroid games are good there's not a single one of them but metroid other m i'll i'll leave out of that conversation there is one we don't talk about right. uh but all the rest of them are just phenomenal metroid fusion is one of those that's phenomenal so there you go uh and then really briefly into all of the games that are either delayed or may not ever happen uh starfield I know shocker here uh, has been delayed. <laughs> we didn't yeah. see that coming, did we? Uh, Not at all. Currently, the release date for Starfield is September 6th. Uh, that is nearly a year, 10 months after it was originally supposed to come out. Uh, and, and if it comes out on September 6th, you and I, I think, will uh, be somewhat surprised. If it gets delayed again, we will not. Uh, it's just big, ambitious, Bethesda game. There's a good chance it's not going to make it in. Uh, we'll mention, though, that uh, they are doing a dedicated uh, uh, showcase of Starfield following their Xbox's game showcase that is officially happening on Sunday, June 11th, the day before E3 starts officially. So Microsoft has confirmed they will not be present at E3. They will not have a booth at E3, all that good stuff. But they will still do an event that's in their kind of traditional time slot that they've used for years and years and years. And so we'll still have that to talk about. And we'll have a Starfield Direct that will uh, follow their game showcase. That will give us more Starfield. So Can I ask... I'm not gonna ask you if I can ask you. I, I I have to ask you this because I may be the only one that feels this way. I don't know how much more of Starfield I want to see because yes. because I I feel like we're not gonna know about Starfield until we're both 
sitting in front of it on this 35-inch monitor on the biggest, fattest rig that we can find. <laughs> that That's the only way we're going to figure out whether this game's any good or not. Don't show me another hour of Starfield and tell me how awesome it is. Like, am I, is that just me? Or, nope. 100% I really, agree. No. Like, I, I, I feel that. like they just feel like they need to keep the hype going with it uh, because it's been delayed so much that they're like, oh, we got to keep showing people what we're doing. But I completely agree. Like, give me another, like, fun trailer that kind of geeks me out for it for a little bit. But I, I don't need an in-depth exploration of whatever. You know what game did that a ton and then was super disappointing? Cyberpunk. Like, Cyberpunk yeah. had a billion of those little things. And I was excited for every single one of them. And then, obviously, when Cyberpunk came out, all this stuff on that turned into a really good game i'm still playing it fun game uh but uh yeah. th that's what starfield is very much feeling like and so hope that does i, I mean for crying out loud i bought a 35 inch screen specifically for <laughs> bethesda games yes. like uh, like just stop talking do what you need to do with the game and let me know when it's ready exactly a uh, couple more on the uh, delay front. Uh, the Wolf Among Us 2 has been pushed into next year. I'm just happy that they're making it. Uh, that first game was really, really yeah. good. It's so good on them. Uh, Suicide Squad looks like it's going to be delayed. And so they did this big uh, kind of showcase of it with the Sony event a couple of weeks ago. And the uh, the feedback was not positive, I, I would dare say. <laughs> Insofar as yeah. I saw not one positive things said about this game like i didn't see anybody anywhere that was like oh, i'm really looking forward to that and so i think uh they're looking at it and and going eh, maybe we need to go back and revisit that and so who knows what that game turns into when it actually comes out um fable is quote miles away has just recently even entered into like full production uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2, a game that's been in uh, production hell for years and years and years at this point, uh, lost the studio head that was kind of overseeing that studio that's producing that game. And so whether or not we ever see that game is a big question. But that's just kind of a theme right now. So it is what it is. Okay, so I'm not going to say this about Beyond Good and Evil 2 because I want to see that. But Fable? Guys? Just give up. <laughs> just, just quit. Like, just, I, I realize that that you know, Fable's a good you know, like. I, okay, I gotta tell the story because remember when Fable came out and it told you about all the stuff you can do. Yeah, you had a house, you get married, you grow, you do all that. You know what blew my mind like four or five years ago huh. is when I realized that all of that was in the original Witcher game. <laughs> I, and I'm I'm talking about the original Witcher game that, that like you and I barely got to run on systems for years. All of that is in the original Witcher title. It's all there. It's all fabulous. Like, like I realized that Peter Molyneux is a big deal and they always put his name on Fable because they feel like it gives it some cachet. But the man's made his money. Why don't we just give up until we find somebody that knows what they want to do with the Fable franchise? Yeah. 
yeah, it, it it it's a game that its purpose for existing isn't necessary anymore. Like just yeah. exactly what you're saying, what it, it aspire or what it uh, uh, espoused to do, what it aspired to do. I tried to Great put those word. two words together. <laughs> what it as, uh, aspired to do has been done a billion times at this point. Like you can't really do more than ha- that kind of world already exists here. I mean, you can, but to make a compelling game out of it, everybody kind of realizes that's not a right way to make a compelling video game. And so, yeah, what's the, like, what else is the rationale for that game existing? I, I don't get it. Beyond Good and Evil, I understand the rationale for that game existing, even though it probably never will. Fable, I don't understand the rationale for that game existing, even though by sheer force of will from Microsoft, it probably will and will be a, a like, 75 Metacritic game. Right. <laughs> Which is, if that. Right. It'd be if that. Fine. So, uh, releases, not a whole lot to talk about this week. Uh, I don't think uh, that uh, Wo Long Fallen Dynasty was out last time we did a show. It's got an 80. Uh, It is on Game Pass. If you have Game Pass, uh, might as well uh, take a look at that. Um, But we had, you know, big releases recently, uh, and then those are kind of carrying over, and Hogwarts Legacy being a big one amongst those that I think uh, has most people's attention. Game's doing quite well. Uh, Last I saw, this was a few weeks ago, was 12 or 13 million copies sold and, and still going. And so, uh, JK Rowling's making a lot of money, not yeah. as if she needed to make more money, <laughs> right. but she's making a lot of money. That, uh, that franchise uh-huh. still doing okay, even though recent movies of that franchise haven't done great, haven't been terrible. I, I haven't seen any of them, but the Fantastic Beast movies are fair and are a thing. I don't know. Uh, but the game has really kind of brought back a lot of interest to Harry Potter world and lots of other things uh, we won't get into now, uh, but, uh, but we are going to spend a lot of time in that world. And so you will hear from us about it. Uh, I guarantee. Yes. So, yes. Um, yeah. Go by the show notes. Gave me sister.com. Cause there is stuff we didn't get to. Obviously. I, I have to ask you just real quick on Hogwarts. How do you f- you're playing that on PS5, right? Yep. We 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 did not. That's a PS5 title. I am seriously considering picking that up. I need to hear from Sam or somebody. Uh, how does that play on the mouse and keyboard? Because yeah. to me, it looks like a controller game. And that's one thing I was going to ask you uh, earlier that I did not ask you. When you are figuring out the different spells and how to do the wand and all that, I see the little mini game uh, that they have there. Yeah. Is that time based? How does that it look is. like? So there's that little like red thing that chases you after a little bit. Yeah. And if it catches yeah. you, you don't learn the spell, which the first time I was like, what is this? And it, I failed. And I was like, oh, I get it. And then every time since okay. it's been easy. But like, I. I would imagine, I don't know how it would play, like on a mouse and keyboard that you could do that kind of tracing thing with the mouse that may make a little more sense. Right. It's a dumb little mini game. Yeah. It's not, yeah. I don't, you know, it's not compelling. It's not interesting. <laughs> There's going to be so, plenty of those little gameplay elements to Hogwarts, I'm, I'm sure. Well, I, I, the reason I have to ask, Sam, I know you're playing it on uh, PC because Steam says you own it. So I need to ask you to unplug your controller and tell me if it's usable at all on mouse and keyboard, because that's something I need to know before I spend the money to pick it up. For sure. And then figure out that it's not. So, yeah. Sam, if you can let me know 
on Facebook. I would really appreciate that. And anybody else that owns that game on PC, because I really am seriously considering picking up my own copy, even though I'm not at a house with a PC at this point. So um, somebody please let me know on that because I really would like to walk around. Um, other than that, the, the, the little mini games sort of seem to make sense. I'm glad you only have to do them once. Me too. Yeah. And yeah. then the way that like the spell casting and stuff works so far is super cool. Like that was, you talked about the mini game with the rolling the ball, which I'm excited to hopefully go back and do again. Cause it's got my kind of game. Like it's fun little like puzzle and precision all at the same time. But I, I did fail yeah. at that one. The first time I got beat the other one, the dueling one, I just dominated because yeah, the kind of did. spell casting is pretty like uh, intuitive. It works really well. And so I'm actually really excited to get into more combat in the game and see how well that scales over time. I don't know that it's going to stay being really fun, but at least right now it's pretty fun. And like the spells that you have for like puzzle solving stuff, like there's so much potential there that I'm like really hoping that they can deliver on at least a significant portion of it. Cause it's a lot of fun stuff that's going to be possible with the game. And, and we got to see how much they can actually uh, pull off. I, I think, I think we need to make a mini game out of how, or, or a drinking game out of how many times you use Rebellio uh, <laughs> through, throughout throughout the game because like every thirty seconds you're Rebellio, Rebellio. Yep. <laughs> okay, yeah, we got it. Yeah, yeah. I just want to find stuff and that it just highlights stuff on the map. It's uh, it's it's super handy just to be able. It's like in Horizon with whatever you know the little ping thing is that shows you where all the like uh, uh consumables and all that stuff in, in the map are it's just same thing like just shows you where stuff is i'm like oh that's glowing blue let me go look at that so yeah you're yeah. gonna get real tired of revelio <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it's it's gonna be a lot of fun but yeah anybody that's playing it on pc let us know because i really am spending thinking about spending some money i don't have to put that game on a 35 inch screen and yeah. just see what that looks like for sure uh because i think it's going to be a lot of fun uh believe it or not we have gotten through the show there are still some more show notes to take a look at so as he said please go to gamingoncensored.com and check that out uh we are we are learning more and more every day about social media and how that stuff works uh, so you're going to see some really weird looking stuff from us <laughs> in the next couple of months that it really makes us cringe to do. Uh, but, but we're going to do it because we're figuring things out as we go. Uh, so look forward to that. We are what? Two months away, three months away from our favorite time of the year. Yeah, three months and exactly. So, Today is three months until the first day of E3. And so you are going to see lots of stuff from us coming. We have no plans. We have no ideas. But before we get out of here, I, we have to mention, and I said at the beginning of the show we were going to do it, but you have a little campaign going on of, of your own. And I have to bring that up because it is social media related and <laughs> we need you guys to help us. We need your money for something that is not game, game <laughs> related. 
And I'm going to let Tommy take over on that. For sure. Yeah. Just really briefly, uh, if you are friends with uh, me on, on social media, on, on Facebook, you've seen this, uh, but we'll we'll put out the uh, the call here for anybody that wants to support us. So uh, you, you likely know, you've been listening to the show for a while. Uh, my wife and I uh, uh, adopted our daughter uh, a little over five years ago now because she just turned five. Yeah. Uh, but we've been in the process of uh, uh, adopting again in that adoption process. Again, we are waiting uh, for a match uh, at this point. And so soon, Ideally, we'll have another child, uh, but adoption is an expensive process. And so we have a little fundraiser that we're doing uh, that you can help support us. We've got this puzzle that will hang in our new nursery that we're essentially kind of selling puzzle pieces for uh, as our, our way to uh, to raise some funds. Uh, and, and a couple of you guys have already donated to that, which I'm, I'm uh, hugely, hugely grateful for, uh, Chad and, and Logan. Uh, uh, and I'm maybe missing somebody in there. If, if so, I'll... I'll give you a shout out too but i know chad and logan off the top of my head have, have uh sent us some uh somebody and jamie uh, but i mentioned jamie sitting yeah. right here who is I, part of this I, show uh has also sent somebody um the, i'm not the, sure if i get i'm not sure if i gave you enough but he gave you enough I'm I mean, like, I'll, I'll let you know he, he, he didn't say how much and so i just through some cash away, no, that's but, fine we'll t- we'll uh, take whatever and that's really the truth it's just uh just helping uh cover uh cover the expenses of, of adopting a kid because it's an expensive process so uh if you are interested in, in, in helping out with that uh let us know gaming uncensored at gmail.com or find us on facebook you can let me uh let us know on the facebook page or on twitter wherever you can find us at uh but it's it's you know we ask you for money every week uh for gaming stuff uh we figure what ask you for money for something else once in a while <laughs> and so yes if you want to uh if you want to help support us we we would love it. if not and want to continue listening to the show and, and, and think we're idiots we love that too and so uh, uh no pressure in any way uh, at all but i appreciate you mentioning that and just uh, a, an opportunity to to throw that out there i have no idea how we're gonna continue doing this show with a second kid right but it, it, it <laughs> we figured will... it out with one kid so yeah um I, I can just say that uh, Tommy doesn't sleep much as it is, and if there's another one coming, there's going to be even less sleep, and so he's probably going to look pretty haggard <laughs> and pretty beat up. And, More than already. And, yeah, and, uh, but but I don't think this show's going anywhere, uh, because like, like he said, we figured it out with one kid, and, and we're, we're not going to stop until she gets old enough that I can put her in like a branded hoodie and a hat and make her start doing commercials for us. Yeah. Because I'm the uncle and I can bribe her with money and ice cream. And that's kind of what I'm thinking with this kid. So, yep. Um, that that's where we're at. And we would really appreciate it if, if you guys could help us out with that, because as they stated on the on the Facebook, adoption is extremely expensive and extremely hard. If you've never done it, it is very complicated. There's lots of steps, lots of hoops to jump through. For sure. And if, if there was ever something that uh, needed a little financial help, it is this. So uh, we should mention that they have every... Uh, avenue to get money available out there (laughs) so whatever app that you have paypal cash app uh zelly it it is all available and you can 
send us a message on social media and we can get you that information. Uh, you have more ability to get cash for this adoption than we have for this show. Yes. <laughs> and I saw all the options and I'm like, crap, we really got to get on that. All of those for this show. So yeah, if you want to get involved with that, please hit us up on social media. Let us know. We will help you. We will help you uh, find and use whatever app you are most comfortable with. Uh, and I, I think we've got a ways to go here. And so I'm going to keep saying it uh, the more shows that we do because we've, we're not talking about a small amount of money here. And so you're probably going to hear that from us the next couple of months. Uh, and just bear with us because it's a big deal. Yep. So fair enough. With that being said, I think we have pretty much done and said everything. Is there anything else, sir? I think we're good. All right, I'm Jamie. That's Tommy. And for one more week, we are Gaming Uncensored. And we are out. Would you like to submit a segment for the show? Send it to gaminguncensored at gmail.com. And don't worry, we'll play just about anything. Gaming Uncensored. <laughs>